starting a series called Marriage is Great Mystery. Our topic for today is Marriage Made to Tell the Gospel Story. Today we will be seeing that marriage is made to tell the gospel story of our Lord Jesus coming down to earth to die for us and to save us. Marriage is supposed to be something that tells a story of how Christ came, lived, didn't end like that. He rose up again from the grave. And the same way it is supposed to be for marriage. Sisters, what is your marriage like? Is it a marriage that tells the gospel story? Is it a marriage that is full of love for one another and full of following what the word of God says? Or is it a marriage that has a broken family and a broken lives? Sisters, evaluate yourselves. Evaluate your marriage. Is your marriage a gospel marriage? Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this matter. Thank you, Father God, for the privilege to come again on a new podcast series. We just dedicate it to you, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want to welcome you to this new podcast series tagged marriage is great mystery and it is my prayer that you will find it useful in your christian journey if at any point you need to come back and lay hold on a particular series a particular episode that you may have missed do feel free to come to our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk amen all right so we are on marriage is great mystery marriage is great mystery and on this series we'll be looking at this and looking also at a particular hymn called marriage is great mystery so we'll be looking at a few stanzas or probably all the stanzas of this particular hymn we will tell you where the link to this hymn is where you can find it it's available on youtube it's available on our website also so marriage is great mystery today let us look at marriage made to tell the gospel story the purpose for your marriage the purpose for the marriage around you the purpose of god for marriage initially was that marriage will tell even the glory of god that marriage tell the redemptive story of god so let us go to Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 20 to 29. And it reads, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So here we are seeing God saying, Let us, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, coming together in unity to say let's make man in our image in our likeness and then verse 27 says so god created man in his own image in the image of god created he him male and female created he them so we now see in verse 27 that god created male and female so the first thing we are seeing here is the fact that for marriage to tell the gospel story marriage was made by god to be between man and a woman the female man and the male man and then verse 28 and god blessed them and god said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth so god having made man in his own image in his own likeness male and female god blessed both the man and the woman and then verse 29 says and god said behold i have given you every heart bearing seed which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed to you it shall be for me so what am i trying to get at here so god made man male and female 
the biblical concept of marriage is a covenant relationship between a man and a woman and it is a relationship that is meant to reflect the godhead that is meant to reflect god the father god the son god the holy spirit so marriage in the heart of god is to tell the good news of our lord jesus christ the good news of the kingdom of god and now genesis 2 24 says therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh so again we are seeing the matter of a man leaving his father marriage is meant to tell the gospel story marriage is meant to tell the good news of the kingdom the story of our god so the bible says in this genesis 2 24 that there is a living the man leaves his father he leaves his mother and he cleave you saw in that genesis 1 initially when we read verse 26 that god was saying let us let us come together so also in christian marriage christian marriage is the coming together of a male man and a female man of a woman and a man coming together in unity so a man leaves his father and mother and becomes one with his wife genesis 2 18 then says and the lord god said it is not good that a man should be alone so here now there is a matter god then begin to address i really don't want to get into all of this so god said it is not good that a man should be alone i will make him and help meet for him so we are looking at marriage made to tell the gospel story the christian marriage is not just because we're well, like i want to be called a missus i don't want to be single anymore that is not the reason behind a christian marriage a christian marriage is to fulfill a ministry in the heart of god says god says it is not good that man should be alone then god made for man a help and you know the holy spirit you know i was saying it earlier on that marriage is to reflect the godhead god the father god the son god the holy spirit the holy spirit is often referred to as our helper jesus says i will send you the holy spirit the helper and even our god is often referred to as the helper so marriage is a means to reflect the help nature of god and as you go to the book of ephesians chapter 5 also you will see this particularly from verse 21 that begins to tell us the roles and responsibility of the man and the woman in the marriage all this reflect the godhead the submission of jesus to the will of god you know it reflects the godhead relationship and likewise a christian marriage is actually brought forth to reflect the relationship between the trinity the relationship between christ and his church marriage is to bring honor to our god that's why hebrews 13 foretells us that marriage is honorable in all and the bed undefined but warmongers and adulterers god will judge marriage is meant to be honored because it is a relationship that reflects the relationship between god the father god the son god the holy spirit it is a relationship that shows the character the glory of God, even in adding vessels. And it is my prayer that your marriage, that my marriage will reflect even this heartbeat of God. In the hymn that I said we'll be referring to in this series, Marriage is Great Mystery. The stanza one says, Marriage is Great Mystery that speaks of Jesus Christ, that speaks of Christ and his bride, his church marriage is great mystery marriage is indeed a great mystery a mystery that a man from a totally different background a woman from a totally different background coming together sharing hearts together sharing life together it is a mystery and it says it is a mystery that defers to christ jesus it is a mystery that speaks of jesus christ 
Marriage is a great mystery that speaks of the relationship that is between Jesus Christ and his church. Then the chorus says, marriage is God ordained to reflect Jesus Christ to all outside and within the church to behold Christ in marriage. Beloved, your marriage, maybe you've been married just a few weeks now, a month, for months, for years. Your marriage is to tell the gospel story. Your marriage is to speak of the Lord Jesus. As people see your submission to your husband, as people see the relationship between you and your husband, people can glorify even the Lord. You see, I love the chorus. It says, marriage is God ordained to reflect Jesus Christ. That is the goal of marriage. It is to reflect Jesus Christ to all outside and to all within the church. Your marriage is to tell the gospel story to Christians and to non-Christians. So that as people look at your marriage, they can see Jesus in your marriage. Is your marriage telling the gospel story? Or is your marriage mad now? Maybe your marriage is wounded. Maybe you are hurting in your marriage. I have good news for you. Christ can redeem your marriage. He is still in the business of redeeming marriages. He can redeem your marriage so that your marriage can indeed join many other marriages that are telling the gospel story. Amen. Father, we just thank you once again for the privilege to just delve into this particular series. Thank you for your heart for marriage, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Just speak to us throughout this series. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for still taking the time to join us on this new series that we started yesterday. Marriage is great mystery. I am praying that you will find it useful like I usually say to people sometimes when I'm counseling married ladies, I'm saying, look, marriage is actually God's baby. When you tamper with marriage, you are tampering with something that is the heartbeat of God. God is the originator of marriage. So if at any point in this series you missed any, any session, do go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk or gravesamchristianladies.co.uk which is the same website go on our home page if you scroll down you will find our recent podcast you can click that or go to wir podcast and there look for this particular series amen and remember please do share this with your friends your loved ones do spread it on your social media and if you have any need of counseling, do feel free to give us a call. Go on our website. Everything you need to contact us is on the website. You can give us a call on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five. We are reachable via WhatsApp. So last time we were looking at the fact that marriage was made to tell the gospel story. And that is still the heart of God. That is still the longing of God. Today, we are going to move on as we look at the role of the woman 
in marriage since our duty here is to look at marriage as great mystery i felt it would be good to quickly look at my role as a wife in marriage we won't be talking about the men that much we may not actually talk about them because this is a podcast for us women okay so let us look at my role in marriage if i play my role it is not my duty to be quarreling with my husband that is not playing his role i will play mine and as i play mine i know god is faithful to bring my husband to the place of playing his role so the role of the woman in marriage in this mystery called marriage marriage is great mystery it is a mystery that reflects jesus christ it is a mystery that is meant to reflect the relationship of jesus christ with his church marriage is a great mystery that is meant to relate the character of the godhead marriage is great mystery that is meant to introduce jesus to those within the church and those without the church so let us look at the role of the woman in marriage if i am going to be that woman whose life is reflecting jesus in my marriage what is expected of me i believe in genesis chapter 3 verse 20 we read and adam called his wife's name eve because she was the mother of all living so i think for me this is the first thing that i'm saying that the woman received a name from the man the man even though this was a naming after the fall you know even when god brought the woman to the man he named a woman that is the man with the womb so even post the fall the man looked at the woman and called her eve and you know even when you get married what happened your name changes isn't it your name is changed from your maiden name to your husband's um, surname so the role of the woman in the marriage a biblical marriage is that we submit to the leadership of our husbands in our homes is to be willing to take up their names in every regard in every respect another thing that i also see as my role in my marriage and which also be your role in your marriage is that you are to love and respect your husband in titus chapter 2 in paul's curriculum to titus that young pastor in crete one of the things in the curriculum for women is titus 2 4 says that they may teach the young women to be sober to love their husbands so the role of a woman in the marriage is that of loving a husband you are to love and respect your husband if there's anything our husband long for it's respect your husband long for your respect respect is view another thing that i also see as the role of the woman in marriage is that of obedience to your husband be obedient to your husband and that same titus chapter 2 now the verse 5 says to be discreet chaste keep us at home good obedient to their own husbands and it tells us why that the word of god be not blasphemed remember we said marriage is a great mystery marriage is meant to tell the gospel story so your marriage is meant to display even the glory of god so that the word of god is not blasphemed through your marriage you are to live in obedience to your husband i know this is one of the challenging ones what if what my husband is asking me to do is contrary to god's word now we are going to look at that in our next role even as wives it is that of submission obedience and submission goes hand in hand and let us go back and read ephesians chapter 5 i think we should take it from verse 22 to um 24 and i read wives 
submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. Let me pause there for a while. So we are seeing the epistle of Paul now to the Ephesians, to the church in Ephesus, that look, your role as wise in the church is that of submitting to your own husbands. It is not enough to submit to your pastors, to your boss at work, but you have a responsibility to submit to your own. The husband God gave to you, you have a responsibility to live in submission to him. And it then tells us, how should your submission be? It should be a submission to your own husband as unto the Lord. So each time you are submitting to your husband, it is an indirect submission to the Lord. Then verse 23 says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. Remember we said marriage is meant to tell the gospel story. Marriage is actually not about me. It's not about you. It is about Christ. So you as a wife in marriage is to submit to your husband. So that Ephesians 5.23 says, For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything, to their own. Maybe you find it easy to submit to your friend's husband, to the men in your church, but to your own husband, it's a no-go area. But the Bible says, let the wives be submissive to their own husbands. In how many things? All things. And remember this submission is to be done as unto the Lord. So that means whatsoever your husband will ask you to do everything he asks you to do. If they are in line with what the Lord will say, respond, submit. Sometimes women say, well, you say I should submit, you say I should be in obedience, blah, 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 blah. What if when he's asking me to do what is not right? Obviously, if your husband is asking you to do anything that is contrary to the word of God, then you have the responsibility to submit to the word of God. But this has to be done again in humility, in respect to your husband. Why? So that God's word is not blasphemed. So your role and your responsibility in marriage is to submit to your husband. Submit to his leadership. Then another thing is that of child upbringing. Your role in the marriage, in as much as the upbringing of the child in marriage is both for the wife and for the husband, isn't it? And Proverbs 22 verse 6 says, Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Even though this does not say it is the woman who ought to do it, but it is our responsibility. Proverbs 14 verse 1 tells us that it is a wise woman that builds our house. And part of your house are the children in your home. So the biblical upbringing of a child is majorly the role of the mother. We are the one that carried them in our womb for nine months, isn't it? We are the one that breastfed them. So the proper upbringing of the child in the marriage is a woman's responsibility so that your husband can focus, can concentrate more on other things. Yes, he will play his fatherly role. He will give instruction. But the, many of the practical aspects of child upbringing is in the hands of the woman. In the Titus 2 verse 4 that we read earlier, the Bible tells us there, if you remember when we read that, it says that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children. Are you seeing? It's in your love to your children that makes you to labor over them, to train them properly, even for their Lord. So we are seeing God saying, as a wife in your marriage, you have a responsibility to submit to your husband, to respect, to love your husband, to help in the biblical upbringing of your children. And like I said, submission is one of the big 
big problem that women faces in the church, even Christian women. I can't submit to him. I am actually well educated than him. You know, I am the one that brings most of the money in. You know, I am this, I am that. But if we are claiming to be Christian women, then all that we are, we have to submit to the headship of our husband. I'm remembering First Peter chapter 3, verse 1 that says, Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands. This is not for the woman's humiliation. This is not to humiliate you. Actually, it is for your own covering. It is for your own protection. It says that if any obey not the word, if your husband does not obey God's word, it said they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wise. As you live in submission, you know your life becomes a Bible for your husband to read. So it is my prayer that you will be that woman, that wife, that plays our role even in your marriage. The hymn that I said we'll be looking at also as we go through this series, Marriage is Great Mystery. I love this stanza three. It says, marriage is great mystery that reflects submission, that reflects how the church submits to the leading of Christ ahead. That is what your marriage ought to be, submitting to the leading of Christ ahead and you also submitting to the leading of your husband as son to the Lord. Amen. Lord Jesus for the continuity of this series. I just pray that you will have your way in Jesus name. Amen. I still want to welcome you back to this series, Marriage is Great Mystery. And it is my prayer that you will find it useful in a little way. As you know, it's a very short series and each session is quite short, but I am praying that the Lord will dig deeper beyond what we will discuss on this particular series. If at any time you need to listen to this series again, go back to our website www.okofrighteousness.co.uk. You can contact us if you go on our contact us page. Feel free to contact us and we'll be happy to respond even to you. And may I also encourage you to share this series with all the women in your life, whether married or unmarried. Amen. So yesterday we saw the role of the woman in marriage, isn't it? We were only able to look at just few of that because this series cannot honestly explain more of the roles of the woman. And I know as many of you that spend time in God's word, you will discover what your role is in the marriage. The role of the woman in the marriage is to intercede for her husband. To stand in the gap in the place of prayer for her husband. It is our role. It is our responsibility. 
So today, I want us to look at the stanza 2 of the hymn that we are considering alongside this series, Marriage is Great Mystery. We are looking at the hymn, which is also tagged, Marriage is Great Mystery. And today, I want to speak on the fact that your marriage is actually a means to display the salvation act of the Lord Jesus. And let me read quickly that stanza two of the hymn. It says, Marriage is great mystery that reflects Christ the head and the savior of his dear body while she was yet a sinner. Even though this would have been a verse to undo with the men, but because we are the ones listening to this podcast as wives, the purpose of your marriage, your marriage is a great mystery. A mystery that reflects the Godhead. A mystery that showcases the togetherness of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Your marriage is part of God's mystery to display the gospel story to our sinful world. So this stanza says marriage is to reflect Christ the head. So that means your marriage is meant to give your husband the opportunity to be the leader of your home. Sometimes it can be very, very challenging, particularly when the woman has some leadership skills. If the man is one of those passive men, you know the possibility for the woman to want to take control from the husband is very high. But a biblical wife will allow, will gently push her husband to the place of headship. A biblical woman will help her husband to take his headship place, even in the family, as the husband and as the father. A godly Christian woman helps her husband to begin to steer even the will of their family life. Marriage is great mystery that reflects Christ the head and the savior of his dear body for unless a woman allows her husband to play his headship role his leadership role in the family she will not enjoy that saving part of our lord jesus christ she will not see it in her husband let me quickly read ephesians 5 verse 23 says for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church and he is the savior of the body. What I am saying this verse saying to me is look, the husband in a marriage is meant to be the head of his wife. And even so, as Christ is the head of his church. Are you seeing? So the husband's headship role is a mirroring relationship of what Christ is to his church. And what did Christ did for his church? Christ died to save his church. It was while the church was still a sinner that Christ laid his life down for the church. But the point that I'm dealing with us as women in our marriages is that you have a responsibility to gently push your husband to his leadership role. You have a responsibility to pray for him, to pray constantly with him. Maybe you've been longing, you've been looking forward to see your husband, you know, lead family devotion, lead you as a wife and nothing is coming forth. Why not begin to pray about this? Why not say, dear, or whatsoever you call one another and say, I want us to start family devotion and I know you will be very good in leading us in this. Maybe one family time together, you bring a scripture and you ask him why the children, everyone is there. Honey, what do you see from here? What he might say may not be much. He may not be able to expose or explain this scripture the way you may explain it. But the little is shared. If only you cheer that up. If only you embrace that and bless him and you pray for him, you find out that you are gently positioning your husband into his leadership role in your marriage. Sometimes, to be honest with you, some of the things that will happen in your home 
may have to be started by you. You may be the one that may let your husband know that, oh, we need to have a time together as husband and wife. We need to pray together. It may be two minutes, three minutes today that we build up on a daily basis or on a regular basis. Whatsoever will work for your marriage. I have not come to give you rules and regulation. But the point that I'm dealing with here is that your marriage as a Christian woman is to reflect Christ, the Savior and the head of his church. You are not meant to be the head of your marriage. If you are married, you need to give your husband the privilege and the opportunity to lead the home, to operate in his leadership capacity in your home. That means allowing him to be the leader God intended him to be for your marriage. For the moment you allow that, I'm telling you, you will find your marriage more enjoyable, more fulfilling, more fruitful. And I do know that there are times when all effort proved unyielding. Even with that, still take your husband to his head. Leave him alone and engage God on his behalf. Keep praying until you see your desire for your husband. Before you know it, you will begin to see a passive man taking his role, taking his responsibility, taking his leadership position in your home, in your marriage. The Bible says that the wrath of man cannot please God. Your wrath to make sure he does things the way you want it to be done will not bring about the righteousness of God. What will help the most is your humility and your heart of prayer for your husband. And it is my prayer that your marriage will indeed reflect Christ, the head, and the savior of his dear body, even while she was yet a sinner. As you allow your husband, as you gently push him, position him in his leadership role in your marriage, do you receive your children's school report? Even though it didn't go with you to parents' evening, why not share with him gently and, you know, letting him know. Before you know it, that man that you think is irresponsible will arise to take his place, even in your matrimony. And before you know it, your marriage indeed will begin to reflect God's ordained marriage that reflects Jesus Christ to all outside and within the church to so behold Christ in your marriage. Amen. Father God, thank you so, so much for this series. Thank you for married women that are going through this with us. And I am praying, Lord, that you will use this series to restore women back to the biblical role, to the biblical wife that you intended married women to be. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. I just want to thank you for still taking the time to join with us on this series, Marriage is Great Mystery. The purpose, the goal of marriage is not for a change of name from being miss to missus. Marriage actually is meant to reflect the relationship of the Godhead, to reflect the submission 
between Christ and his church. And I am praying that your marriage will tell the gospel story indeed. So last time on this series, we saw that marriage is actually meant to reflect Christ's headship. And I spoke briefly on your need to help your husband take his headship role. One of the things that I do as I run my podcast, as my husband for now is not in a position to take his leadership role as he ought to, because my husband is physically incapacitated. But even with that, if I will record my sessions, I have to let him know and I go before him, kneel before him, and then he pray for me before I go out or go and do any recording. So position your husband into his headship role, whether he's incapacitated morally, spiritually, physically, you can help him to play his role. And for me, even when I felt that, look, I don't want to podcast, my husband will say, no, my dear, this is what you must do. Even if I don't want to, he is the one saying, no, you can't stop doing this. This is what I want you to be doing. So gently, in a godly way, position your husband to his headship role. So today we are going to read stanza four of our hymn, Marriage is Great Mystery, because today we are looking at marriage is for your cleansing. Marriage is for your cleansing. And that hymn says, marriage is great mystery that shows Christ's love for his bride and gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her. That is the goal of God for marriage. That through your marriage, Christ's love is displayed through your husband's heart to you. That in your marriage, Christ's love for the church is displayed as Christ sanctifies his church and cleanses her. So your marriage is actually for your sanctification and for your cleansing. Maybe you've looked at your husband and say, this man, if not that I married him, I would have been more patient, I would have been more gentle, I would have been more kind. Actually, that is not true. That means you are not gentle, you are not kind, you are not patient before. So what God will now use your marriage to do is to help you to be patient, to be gentle. Maybe you spend your money just anyhow. What your marriage will now do is to help you to manage your money well. Maybe you go about shopping, buying things in credit. From my experience, the weaknesses in me are found strength in my husband. And areas where my husband is weak, God has equipped me in those areas. So God uses our marriage to cleanse us. That is one equipment that Christ gave to his church. For those of us who are married, our marriage is not a minus. Our marriage is not a cause. Our marriage is actually not a weakness. It is actually God's help to those who are married. So let us read Ephesians chapter 5. I'll read from verse 25 to 27. And it says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. I want you to begin to see. You will see that everything we are seeing here Christ is that yardstick. Christ is that measurement. Christ is that mode that our husband is meant to fit into. Not another man. Not your friend's husband. Not your pastor. Not whoever but Christ. So it says in verse 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So actually, this is the role of the husband in the marriage. And I am so grateful that the early years of my marriage, before my husband is no longer in a position to do this for me, he did it gloriously. He did it wonderfully. I remember days he will sat me down and begin to instruct me in God's way. He will teach me this, teach me that. And even when I'm not doing well with what he's teaching me, he still did not give up. If it means starting all over again, he will start with me. He invested in videos. Oh, I don't have time to talk about all this. Maybe you do not have a husband who is playing this role for you right now. But you have the word of God. You've got this podcast now. 
that is showing you the way. So you be committed to the word of God. The word of God is what God uses to sanctify us through our husband's lives. So I am saying, God saying, your marriage is meant to be a mystery. This is the beauty of a Christian marriage. Every misconduct, every misbehavior in your husband are actually a means to take you back to the throne of grace. They are actually a means to take you back to the word of God. To discover what your conduct, what your attitude, what your response should be. And verse 27 went further and says that he might present it to himself a glorious church. Not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So this is the purpose of your marriage. Your marriage is part of God's mystery for your cleansing for your washing don't say well my husband you know he's always like this he's always like that are you asking if my husband is short-tempered what about me am i also short-tempered am i seeing the short temper of my husband as a means to beg god to help me to reflect the gentleness the meekness of christ to my husband that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. That water is the word of God. As a Christian woman, as a Christian wife, you have the daily obligation to be cleansed in God's word every day. Whether your husband is bearing his responsibility in teaching you, in teaching the family or not, you have that personal commitment to sit down and read the word. And study the word for your life. For it is in doing that that you will find out aspects of your life that are wrinkled, aspects of your life that are full of spots that God's word can wash out, blemishes that God's word can remove. So, your marriage is part of God's mystery that shows Christ's love for his bride. In giving himself for her so that Christ can sanctify and cleanse her. Marriage is God ordained that reflects Jesus Christ to all around, to all within and without the church, that they may be able to behold Christ in your marriage. And it is my prayer that you will allow God to do a deep work of cleansing that you won't be pointing accusing finger at your husband you will say lord it's me it's me oh lord standing in need of prayer it's me it's me oh lord having the need to be cleansed and as you go before god i know god is faithful as his work of sanctification of cleansing in you he will then use you as his instrument you know, to help your husband. I think I want to close today's session by reading from the book of Isaiah chapter 41. And it says, Behold, I will make thee a new sharp threshing instrument. Having teeth, thou shalt thresh the mountains and beat them small, and shalt make the hills as chaff. Thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them, and thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and shall glory in the Holy One of Israel. That's verse 15 and 16. God says, as you allow me to cleanse you daily, to sanctify you in, the, in my word, uh, you will find that uh, I am transforming you to become a new sharp threshing instrument that I will now use to thresh your husband, to help his life, to shape and sharpen him. You will find out that I'm making you into my battle axe to help the life of your husband. Not by nagging him, not by mourning, not by keeping your money to yourself, but by you living in full and complete obedience to the word of God. Amen.
This is Women in Revival Podcast. Today, we are finishing a series called Marriage is Great Mystery. Our topic for today is Marriage is a means for you to leave and cleave. Marriage is a means for you to now leave your father and your mother to go to your husband. You change your name to show as indeed you are now his. You have now changed who you are. Yes, in spirit you are still the same. But yet your name, who you belong with, where you live, it has changed. Marriage is when you leave your father and mother and when you cleave to your husband. Sister, are you really cleaving to your husband? Are you sure that after God, he is the one that you give all your worries, your troubles, your everything to? Is he really who you cleave to? Or do you cleave to another man? Do you cleave to someone else? Have you really left behind your old life and gone to cleave to your husband? Deborah shouldn't be Thank you, Father God, for this series that you've taken us through. Thank you for bringing us to the end of this series. And I am praying that whatsoever seed you've planted in the hearts of your people, you will water the same and cause it to grow. I pray for all the married women that are going through this series, Lord, and those who are sending this series out to their married friends, Lord, that they will find it useful. I pray for marriages that are struggling, that, Lord, you will help, O God, for marriages that are about to die, that you will rekindle your fire, for marriages that their wine have gone sour or finished. Lord, you are the one that refreshes. Please refresh such marriages to your glory and to your honor. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us till the end of this series. It is my prayer that you will find this series very very useful for your own matrimony we have come to the end of this series marriage is great mystery and remember you can still go back to our website at any point in time to pull out this particular series to share with your friends to listen together and i am praying you find it useful and if you need our help counseling whatsoever do feel free to contact us go back on our website oakofrighteousness.co.uk or gravesham.christianladies.co.uk and go on our contact us page and do feel free to contact us and we will respond to you as soon as possible the hymn that we've been looking at side by side with this particular series you will find it on youtube i believe and you will also find it on our website both the transcript the lyrics and the song is on our website we have the permission to use it and um, i pray you find it useful for your own life journey even though i'm going to take maybe the stanza one of that hymn as let me take the stanza five of that hymn as we are looking at the stanza five today as we round up this thesis marriage is great mystery that cause a man to leave his father is dear mother and cleave to his bride and be one marriage is god ordained to reflect jesus christ to all outside and within the church to be hold christ in marriage that is the goal of god so today let us go and finish this series as we look as marriage is god's means for you to live and to cleave your marriage is god's means to live and cleave so what do i mean let me quickly go to the hymn stanza five again which says marriage is great mystery that cause a man to live to leave who to leave his father and his dear mother and cleave to his bride and they be one and this is not only just for the man even to you the woman so i will read ephesians chapter 5 verse 31 and 32 says for this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife and they too shall be one flesh this is a great mystery 
but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Amen. So we are seeing here that the goal of God for your marriage is that the man leaves his father and his mother. And I think for me, in my little experience, I think for us women, we find it difficult to leave. I've seen marriages where the woman is married, but the, wife, the mother is the one controlling even their marriage. And such marriages doesn't last for long. Why? Because the wife hasn't learned to leave and cleave to her husband. So your marriage is a means of leaving your father, leaving your mother, and cleaving totally with your husband. And I think for me, it says, and you are joined together, and they are no mouth two, but one flesh. And I think for me, my view of this also is that marriage is God's means of preparing me, of preparing my mind to leave this world and all it represents and cleave to God. And I think personally, this is what my marriage has done for me. My marriage has brought me to the place of leaving the world behind and all it represents and seek for more of God. You know, I, I don't know the best way to explain this. My marriage has been God's way of consecrating me to himself. There are friends I cannot keep. There are places I can't go because of who I am as a daughter of God. And this happened for me through my marriage. So marriage for me is God's means of helping me to live worldliness, to live on righteousness, to live on godliness. It's God's means for me for preparing me for the greater marriage, the marriage supper of the Lamb. That is what I see marriage to be. If you are struggling in your marriage today, if you see the goal of God for your marriage, if you see what your marriage ought to lead to, maybe that may have helped you to endure, to allow God to help you that you might be his new sharp threshing instrument to help your husband. So that efficient tells us that a man leaves his father and his mother. And I'm saying this to you as a fellow sister. Are you married and you are still feeding your parents back over all that is happening between you and your husband? Are your parents the one controlling your husband? Are they the one giving you ideas as to what to do with your husband? Do this to him? No, you can't accept that from him. Any conversation between you and your husband, you've downloaded it to your parents. Your parents knows that you earn more than your husband and you are the one financing the family. So because of that, your parents are quite rude to your husband. That is not a biblical way of a wife lifestyle. You are to be that wife that have left your mother, left your father and cleave and yoke yourself to your husband. His difficulty becomes your difficulty. His financial liability becomes your liability. His promotion becomes your promotion. His failure becomes yours. You are no more two but one. Your marriage is to unite you with your husband as your relationship with the Lord Jesus is to bring you in unity with him and to prepare you for the marriage supper of the lamb if your marriage is not reflecting the gospel story so how then can you be prepared for the marriage supper of the lamb i don't know a better way to explain this particular session but it is my prayer that the lord will engrave this in your heart to see your marriage to that man maybe you've been married to him 20 years now 30 years now, 40 years now, 10 years, few weeks, few months, and you are discovering, oh, I didn't know this is how he is. How I wish I knew I would never ever have married him. God says, you have married him. And it is time to leave the past behind. It is time to leave your mom, your dad. Maybe it's your friends. It is time to leave them behind. 
Don't let them continue to control your marriage. It is high time to be one with your husband and one with the Lord. And I am praying indeed that what God has joined together, nothing, no one will put it asunder. Not even your parents, not even your friends, not even your job, not even your status, not even what you are, what you may be tomorrow. I am praying that your marriage will continue to be part of this telling of the mystery of Christ, of the mystery of the Trinity, that your marriage will not fail in telling the gospel story, both in season and out of season. To retrieve the hymn that we used for this series, go on our website, go on our hymn in reflection, and you find this hymn and the lyrics available. It is my prayer that your marriage will not fail, will not be a means of blasphemy. The name and the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. <music>